0: Everyone and welcome to the podcast under the stairs. This is bonus episode two hundred and eighty-eight. I'm your host, Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this very special episode of the podcast under the stairs, dropping to you on this Saturday, you have a review of the brand new Arrow video title, "The Deeper You Dig." But as a special little treat, in the first part of this podcast, I will be sitting down and chatting to the family who not only wrote directed, starred in and scored the movie itself. And that's right, we're going to be talking to the Adams Family. I know what you're thinking, stop thinking it, silly people, different Adams Family. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking to the Adams Family after the first break. Um, before we get to that, let's catch up where we are under the stairs this week. Right at the back of The week on Monday, we dropped the second episode of Bazoween 2020 as Baz faced down the barrel of some natural born killers. And then we swung into Thursday, which was essentially movies one through seven on the podcast under the stairs 31 of Halloween movie list. You got seven mini movie reviews there. The next installment of that will be coming late next week and will bring us up to a nice round number. On the, on the viewing thus far. To be honest, I'm surprised by the quality across the board. Yeah, there's been a couple of genre interlopers that are maybe not necessarily fully... Uh, fully accessible to the horror fan but I've enjoyed pretty much everything I've seen thus far for sure and that list is continuing on and I'll be honest with you I'm still enjoying pretty much everything that I'm seeing there is the occasional exception for sure. Now um, this particular weekend I think more likely going to be today, but maybe tomorrow. Down the Nasty will drop its episode Is one of two episodes dropping this week over on the T. Putts Collective. Tomorrow, from this feed, you'll get the 88 Films Italian Collection series. We're making a stop at a little bit of Umberto Lenzi madness as we check out Brothers Till We Die, a kind of crime caper from the late 70s. And then on Monday, we will return with Baseline 2020. Baz is taken on the house that Jack built we'll see if Lars von Trier will best Baz again or if Baz will come back in fighting fashion ball oh, show officially at the halfway mark of Bazoween 2020 it's always exciting when it arrives and it always gets kind of sad when you realise it has to finish so there we go that is you all caught up under the stairs we are going to take a very short break just now you're going to hear promos for shows that I love when I return I will be joined by the Adams family and we're going to sit down and discuss their movie The Deeper You Dig which has just been released from Arrow I'll be giving you more details when we cover it in the review of how you can see it where you can see it um, and the actual movie review itself which will be coming up after the interview which is coming up right after this
1: hello this is the doom show keep on keeping on and keep on trucking america we don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any (laughs) (laughs) the truth hurts i just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback sorry guys (laughs) that's gotta go (laughs) that's gotta go in there so on the show uh we talk about giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies sometimes we even talk about cameron mitchell and his movies I am Richard, who are you? I am Brad, the guy that's not Richard, or Jeffrey, or Simon. That's right, we have four people, and we always talk at once, except to each other. Jeffrey lives up north, Simon lives across the world, Richard lives in Penis, Alabama. Hello, This is the Doom Show is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com. You can check out more Hello, This is the Doom Show at hellodoomshow.podomatic.com or at doommoviethon.com. Check for our Amazon exclusive Hello, This is the Doom Show cookbook. Do you like hot dogs? (laughs) We got them. Do you like mac and cheese? We got it. Do you like cheddar? We have it. Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you because you never gave up on us. Wow.
0: And welcome back, ladies and gents. So, it is my privilege and pleasure at this time to be joined by the Adams family. I know what you're thinking. Not that Adams family, and I'm sure that they get that all the time. They have a brand new movie coming out uh, through distribution through Arrow, it's available not only on the Arrow streaming service, but you can buy it in the UK in a nice physical release, um, packed with extras and their original uh, or previous movie before this. So it's my pleasure at this time to welcome the Adams family. How are you doing, guys? We're doing great, thanks for having us. This is super you. fun for us. Hi. Hi, Um, so I got a chance to check out your movie a couple of of nights ago, um, and I mean, wow, (laughs) it's it's, it's brilliant. Um, And I think the first thing that kind of struck me, and I imagine that this is a question you get quite a lot, is how difficult is it to create a project or a film as a family unit, is it easy, you know, or is it, are there more issues that come along in that you're essentially, you're not only living together, but you're working together, filming together. Are there challenges with that, or is it fairly, fairly organic?
2: I find that we're very fortunate to work together as a family. We know each other so well, and we've gotten to know each other even better through making these films. And just every time that we're hanging out, it's kind of like a business meeting, and we love it. I'm with her. <laughs> Yeah, there are definitely
3: more uh, positives than anything because it's convenient as hell, yeah. <laughs> you know? If you look outside the window and there's a wicked, beautiful snowstorm, you can say, hey, we got to shoot that. And the three of us, not doing anything, we get outside with the camera and we shoot
0: it. That's incredible. In terms of this project coming together, where does the idea begin? Uh, who is it, Is it kind of storyboarding off each other or is it a like a general idea that comes up and then you build on it or is there a a definitive writing process to to come up with a a story outline?
4: well i think this one came about uh zelda and i um driving to soccer practice she's a soccer player so we are go to soccer practice Mm -hmm. a lot and we talk a lot about movies and we decided that it would be really fun to make a horror movie and um so included in this uh deeper you dig Blu-ray with Arrow is also our first movie, which was a test run uh, called The Hatred. Mm -hmm. And we talked a lot about, um, well, what can we do with a horror movie? And Zelda had said, I just want to make a movie where I really kick a lot of ass. And so I said, (laughs) well, you know what? That's great. And so The Hatred was kind of a test run where we got to work on our cinematography. We got to decide you know, how hard it was to work with blood and the horror genre. And we fell in love with it. So, as for the deeper you dig, I think Toby can answer better how that idea came about.
3: Well, John has a lot of nightmares. I mean, just about every night I gotta, you know, wake him, he's, his skin's all prickly, and he's like, No, oh, uh, uh, and I'm like, <laughs> No, I'm not.
4: I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like all
3: right, who, Who'd you kill this time? So, he has a lot of nightmares about burying people and killing them. So, that was kind of the, the impetus for. This story where he was going to kill someone, and then what is he going to do after he's killed them? Mm -hmm. And since we got a kid here with us, we said, "Well, let's just kill her and uh, (laughs) (laughs) take it from there."
0: Yeah, there's a kind of, there's kind of like watching it. There's, it's. I mean, it's a very traditional horror movie that you've done. That's why I kind of fell in love with it so quickly. There's that kind of idea of almost the kind of. The telltale heart, the Edgar Allan Poe sort of idea of guilt Just continually gnawing away at you And I thought that the idea of trying to bury a crime, so to speak And how that would not only impact the the male character in the movie But then the fact that the mother then has that connection Through essentially receiving um, the thing that she's been faking Like as a career, so to speak I thought that was a wonderful touch in terms of kind of going across the idea of bringing in the psychic element or the, the ghost manifestation, how did that come around? Is that just, uh, you know, is that how you, the mechanism that you thought that would be best served is the mother being, so to speak, like a kind of like a, a medium who practices but doesn't see but then sees? Or how did that come around?
3: That's a really good question. Uh, we thought that, that being a medium would be a great device to not only have exploring a connection the way a mother could stay connected to her her daughter through the death realm but also we, we could tap into these really cool um we we've made these seven circles mm-hmm. which not only um represented the seven stages of grief but we could go out on these really cool artistic tangents with those and you know get kind of surreal and experimental um and the cards were, were just a good gateway for that
0: it's great. I mean, in terms of visualizing as well, it all links and really well together. How difficult is it to, as the, as a kind of as the killer in this movie, to to play a role like that, or is that everyone always says that playing villains in movies are really, really, really easy because you just get to you get to unleash the, the the dark side, so to speak? But are there challenges that come with that?
4: I really enjoyed playing this character I um I think guilt you brought it up best mm-hmm. you know guilt we all have guilt if you don't have guilt then I, I you know I, I can't <laughs> believe you're human you know yeah. and and so guilt is is just something we all understand we all deal with it in lots of different ways now i I really enjoyed the playing the part of, uh, of, of guilt, you know? I wasn't like, yes, it's fun to, you know, saw things up with a Sawzall, and that's cool too. <laughs> but I thought the fun part really is exploring guilt and um, exploring being taken over too by uh, something stronger than you. And and I loved that part of the movie. It, do you know what I mean, Zell? I mean, that, that, that part of the movie, I don't want to give away too much, mm-hmm. but I thought that was the the funnest part for me to play this character was basically my melding with a 15-year-old girl.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, like, the, the the idea, like, in a lot of respects, one of the hardest parts of the movie is the ghost, because you are essentially, you're, you're trying to convey not only that idea of something something guilt ridden you know the, the act itself but trying to reach out to your estranged mother but also trying to inflict things back on your your killer um how do you, how did you approach that role if you don't mind asking
2: yeah well i think that the character is just shows that she will do anything for love anything to get back to her mother, and with this movie and my character, I think we really wanted to flip the ghost story on itself. Many times, the ghost is the antagonist, the bad guy, but this time we really wanted to make the ghost the good guy, you know, the yeah. protagonist.
0: Yeah, I love that because it's is We don't see it much in Western cinema. It, it tends to be in Asian cinema that the ghost is usually trying to translate a message from beyond the grave, you know, to unlock a mystery. So I, I really enjoyed that element. Like we said at the start, you guys have uh, got a distribution deal with Arrow. Uh, people in the UK and listeners to this podcast know I'm a massive Arrow head. absolutely love what they do. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about how that came around? Is that off the back of festival runs, or how do you how do you land a deal like that?
3: Yeah, well, our first connection to Arrow was we we got to um, have our UK premiere, our European premiere with Fright Fest. Yeah. Last well two summers ago, and uh, that was an incredible privilege and wonderful experience, of course. Um, and basically, we started through. So we got together with MPI and Dark Dark Sky Films mm-hmm. in, uh, in in the United States, and they've been our distributor. And they um, so they kind of brokered the, the the relationship with with Arrow, and then. Arrow, we started working with them last spring or summer, and um, it's just been amazing. Those guys, I mean, the, their reputation is stellar, but working with them is as great as their reputation. Mm-hmm. They're just a pleasure. Their design team is off the charts. I mean, the, what they did with the trailer. So it started through Dark Sky but then um, now we're just we're in with Arrow and we're so in love.
4: Yeah, I have to add about Arrow. I mean, you say you're an Arrowhead fan and I, I just can see why, you know. I mean, Arrow is, their attention to detail and artistry is so high mm-hmm. and also so fun. Like working with them, like this is art and this is business, but you know, when we deal with Arrow, they're so wonderful. And that's a really great thing so that it, it keeps the art level high and the business level low. And um, I think for fans of uh, people who love movies, you know, Arrow's the place to go. They're just so, their attention to detail is just wonderful.
0: Yeah, including that original movie that you put on as well as a as, as a feature on it, is that there's this sort of little touches that, you know, I love in the releases they're doing. They've been doing that more often recently. Um, talk to us a little bit about festival touring. I mean, that's the bit where you get to take your movie out everywhere and and get you know the response straight from the, the you know the audience themselves which is I think that I think other genres don't necessarily get you know like if you if you're releasing a drama it'll play it can, but that's film critics but like, with the horror genre it's a very organic kind of grassroots movement of people that enjoy cinema uh, specifically the horror genre so um, I mean how's that experience been?
2: I feel so grateful to have been able to go to all these festivals and I think that we've really found that the horror scene and the horror crowd, they're like a family. They love horror movies, they love filmmakers, and we love them. And I think that we've learned the most by going to these festivals. And I I think that we like to say that we learn a lot from criticism and then we kind of work on that in our next movies. Mm -hmm. So we like going to festivals for that reason.
4: Yeah, yeah. The the horror. You you really nailed it on your on the head. You got your head wrapped around this so well. Um, The horror crowd is so generous in the fact that they love to see creativity. They want something new. They want originality, and they're they're totally open to uh, creators taking chances. And as people who like making movies, the like the horror crowd is just a beautiful fertile soil because they want you to take chances they want you to create art it's a great thing
0: yeah i think you guys to an extent i was going to say are like a great success story as well In that within the genre whenever you speak to and i've been to, to a few fright fests like when you speak to the directors of the movies the first thing they'll say is you know if you've got an idea go and film it you know, just go out and film, just go out, practice, film, edit, learn your craft and your technique. And you guys are a family who are basically doing everything yourselves to create a movie and then getting a chance to move that through. And now it's on streaming sites. It's, you know, it's available to buy. I mean, that's like that. If anything, that's the, that's the dream whilst retaining creative control over everything. Cause it's your product. Um, I mean, you should be immensely proud of that. It's not something you see often without the, you know, the kind of the, the studio involvement starting to come in from the side, and maybe you want to go a different direction. <laughs> um, I suppose the the, the, the kind of last question that I want to ask is that, and you will have had this a million times, but obviously this project's now done. It's finished. It's now available physically in the UK. It's now on the Arrow streaming service, both UK and the newly launched one in the in, in the states. What's next? Is it still is it still within the horror genre? Are you guys now thinking we've done our horror movie? It's time to maybe explore something else. Or what, what's next?
2: Oh well, right now we're working on our next film. It's a horror film. Nice. It's called Hellbender, mm-hmm. and um, we're taking advantage of this time that we have right now during COVID. We're very fortunate to be you know healthy and together. So we're taking advantage of that and filming. And traveling on the road and capturing a bunch of beautiful places. And
3: yeah, Hellbender—it's another, definitely another horror uh, with a supernatural bent to it. And uh, on the surface, it looks like a daughter, a girl who is kept isolated by her mother on a lonely mountaintop to protect her from the world. Or is it the other way around? Mm. And <laughs> under the under the skin, so to speak. It's I think it's about the legacy of really powerful women and identity and owning your identity even if that identity has an as a tremendous hunger for blood. <laughs>
4: Yeah, you know, something that we learned, you talked about festivals and one of the things we learned from the festivals about The Deep You Dig was, we. one of the criticisms we got was, oh, I would like to see like a little more character development or maybe a little more drama in the movie, right? And so we took that to heart and we're really looking forward to showing a great relationship between a mother and a daughter mm-hmm. and really exploring that and then Putting that in the horror genre is just so fun. I mean, you think of like a movie like Carrie or something like that. There's a lot of them that really you can have so much fun. So we've learned a lot from the deeper you dig, and we're hoping to take those lessons and apply them here with Hellbender.
0: Yeah, I think I think you guys nailed it with the deeper You dig. I really, really do. I, I, it's one of those movies that once um, what well, I watched it with very little information on it, and then to find out all the information, the background, the fact it's you know a family working behind this and bringing it together you know just uh, blew my mind Um i think you guys have knocked out the park already i cannot wait to see with what you come back with next um, and i hope that when you are getting ready to do the press tour and all the rest or ready to give updates you come back on and let us know how you're getting on we
4: thank would you thank you yeah you this has been a wonderful interview thank you very much no, thank thank
0: you thank you. Uh, you stay safe out there and um, i look forward to seeing hellbender when it drops
3: Peace. bye. Bye, bye. I need to report a missing person. Her coat is gone and her sled is gone, but if she went sledding, she didn't come back.
1: We're looking for your neighbor's daughter, 14 year old girl, she's been missing since last night. Have you happened to see her at all? No. On the
3: night that Echo disappeared, She reached out to me from the darkness. She revealed to me a sign. Tell my mother what you've done. A sign of the seven circles.
2: The seven circles
0: are unforgiving. They are locked in grief. And for you, who's turned her back on her calling, you will pay dearly.
3: I'll pay. Echo did not run away. Something terrible happened to her, I know. She reached out to me from another realm. I need you to help me find out what happened to her. But you can't help me find her. Only I can do that.
0: And welcome back, so you just heard the trailer for The Deeper You Dig. This came out on Blu-ray from Arrow Video on the 5th of October, so basically what last week and Arrow's done an amazing job again um, in that what they've done is put out an incredible uh, release of this. It's a special collector's edition, you get um, a limited edition poster with all the artwork you get not only their feature movie review, The Deep Year Dig, but you also get, as e special their first release, Hatred, which you heard the Addams Family discuss um, in the previous interview there. You know, the kind of almost like their test film. I've still to watch it, but the description alone makes me very happy. So I, I'm very much looking forward to digging into my set uh, when it arrives, which should be next week. Um, from the press from Fetch who supplied us with the, not only the interview, but the the review copy. Um, they have said, themes of family loss and survival intersect on a thin line that separates living from the dead in the deeper you dig. The latest feature written, directed, and starring filmmaking family, The Adams Family, who in the past have done Knuckle Jack and Rumble Stripes described as a force to be reckoned with by Dread Central, and the multi-hyphens other multi-hyphens hope to be when they grow up by Nightmare on Film Street. The synopsis as listed in the press statement is, bogus tarot card reader Ivy, played by Toby Poser, and her daughter Echo, played by Zelda Adams, are an unconventional but loving mother and daughter team. But when reclusive Kurt, played by John Adams, moves in down the road, a tragic accident results in Echo's murder, leaving three lives to collide in a mysterious and wicked way. Kurt believes he can hide his secret beneath the earth, but Echo, refusing to accept death, burrows into the into his head until he can feel it in his bones. As she haunts his every move, trying to reach out to her mother beyond, um, Ivy must dig deep to see the signs and prove that love won't stay buried. Um, This particular feature, because we are reviewing the Blu-ray after all, uh, the limited edition content features a two-disc set containing the DP Dig and The Hatred, which is a previous movie from 2018, reversible sleeve featuring exclusive choices of artwork, a double-sided fold-out poster and limited edition illustrated collector's booklet featuring new writing by Neil Mitchell. So on the first disc you get high-definition Blu-ray 1080p presentation, original lossless PCM 2.0 stereo soundtrack, uh, optional English subtitles for the deaf and hard of hearing. Audio commentaries by the writer and director stars Toby Poser and John Adams. At home with the Adams family, an exclusive in-depth interview with the trio of filmmakers responsible for the DP dig. It's in the blood, the family in the horror genre. An exclusive visual essay by critic Anton Bittle, exploring the theme of family in the DP dig and the Adams family's broader filmography. Special Effects Breakdown with commentary by Trey Lindsay... Fright Fest TV interview with the Adams family, Hellbender music videos, theatrical trailer, and image gallery on disc two, which, like I say, is only going to be available on this limited edition one. You're going to get their their previous feature, The Hatred, which is also presented in a high definition Blu-ray 1080p presentation, original lossless PCM 2.0 stereo soundtrack, um, optional English subtitles for the deaf and hard of hearing, and Kid California music video. Um, Yeah, as you heard in the interview there, I'm a big fan of this movie. I had not heard it at all and apparently it played at Fright Fest last year down in London where obviously I was not attending so I was not privy but interestingly enough I can't remember anyone talking about this movie in terms of the people that I know and that's weird because this to me feels like it would have been a bit of a darling of the festival itself. In that, it takes a lot of things that we love as horror fans, and festivals. It's kind of home, kind of homely ta- talent, a family working together. No studios really, kind of doing studio riffraff and nonsense in the background, pulling together a passion project, which is a labour of love, and then turning it around the world. It's kind of what film festivals are designed for. It's kind of playing to a, a good base there. The movie itself is. It's, I was going to say surprisingly good, but that's almost belittling to the work that I went into it. The movie itself is great. It's a really, really, really good indie movie. It works with minimal budget, um, obviously minimal cast, but the cast are invested fully in this project here because it is their project. Um, the direction I really enjoyed. Cinematography is is awesome, mostly because we have this cold, kind of desolate landscape that the movie is set on very unforgiving territory and the characters themselves are all characters that are not entirely I was going to say good people which is maybe unfair but they all have slight quirks about them that make them less than the perfect people we would usually see in a horror movie and that to me grounds it makes it a bit more real and I could get invested in behind it for sure um, performances across the board in this movie are, are kind of brilliant uh, Zelda Adams, the youngest, playing the uh, daughter Echo who kind of dies in this movie only to kind of come back from beyond the grave to not only haunt the man who killed her but uh, reach out to her mother um, through, ironically, the the mechanism that she has fraudulently been making a career out of I think is a wonderful touch and I think she's really, really good in the role and... Um, I I imagine if you are kind of like a teenager or like early 20s or whatever it's not difficult to behave like that but to portray it in a way which is not just a series of genre stereotypes I think is very much to her credit and she delivers the performance in a performance any kind of tragic sort of like a tragic way which I could get behind um, Toby Poser is doing kind of double duty alongside her husband John here, and not only directing the movie but starring in it. And that is never an easy thing to do when you are, you know, at the top of your your game. If you're like a, you know, a Polanski or a Hitchcock or something. But the fact that these guys are doing it like right off the bat, it, you know, does my heart good to see. Um, she plays a, a, a an incredible performance here as someone like I say who is essentially contacted via something that she has been using um, kind of fraudulently to make a living so she is a medium a psychic quote-unquote but doesn't necessarily believe in it and you know is kind of peddling a lie so to speak to give relief to people and make a bit of cash off it but you know our daughter Echo here is is contacting her through that which is kind of forcing her to believe in this and believe in something which she has cynically looked at in the past. Um, her kind of journey throughout this movie of trying to track down what has happened to her daughter I think is is one of the more heartbreaking parts of the movie. Then you've got John Adams here who as you heard in the interview I had to ask him you know is it fun to play the villain because he... At first you kind of feel sympathetic towards him and then that sympathy very, very quickly drains off as you realise the extents that he will go to keep the secret buried, uh, pun intended here. Also, the degree in which his character will, you know, go from the kind of smiling, nodding neighbour to vicious, opportunistic, you know, uh, secret keeper I think is handled really, really, really well. And you you get that throughout the performance. His character has probably the biggest character arc in terms of changes. Because when you meet him in the beginning, he's really just a guy that keeps to himself. And he is still that guy who keeps to himself at the end. Kinda. No spoilers for the very end of the movie. But there's... You can see that this has always been bubbling just below the surface. And in a movie it kind of reminded me a lot of the the journey you go with the characters in um, a movie like Danny Boyle's Shallow Graves, where by the end, you know, characters have completely flipped and are doing things you would not fucking expect from them at the start. Um, That this darkness may have always just been in there, but with the right trigger, the right optics and the right mechanism, you're going to kick into it. There's a lot of tradition in this movie like I mentioned in my interview there's that idea of the you know the kind of classic telltale heart story by Edgar Allan Poe about trying to keep something buried which will constantly gnaw away at you and instead of this one being the you know the beating of a heart (laughs) underneath some floorboards and this one being the fact that you know Echo realizes very quickly she can influence her surroundings at first through just Voices, but then through uh, possession as well. So I really enjoyed that aspect. It's like a very traditional way of handling things, and it's also very un-American in terms of the the way hauntings are dealt with. Now, it was interesting hearing um, Toby and uh, John in the interview kind of lean into that. This is not your stereotypical ghost movie for American audiences because you tend to find it's unless you're looking at a movie like uh, *Stir of Echoes um, or even to to somewhat of an extent some of the the kind of like 60s 70s output of kind of haunted stories most of the time ghosts are used as a mechanism to torment um, and it's never usually to torment the person who is in fact killed you, it's usually to torment people who have unwearingly stumbled into their territory and not heeded their warnings so I thought that was handled brilliant. Now across the board here these guys are doing absolutely everything so not only writing, directing uh, the you know they did the script themselves um, but they also did the score as well so they did the music for the movie which works eerily well with it so you're getting that additional layer over at the top which I think works incredibly for it. Um, needless to say I'm a big fan of this one, I could go into further detail about certain things that happen in the story like surreal characters that appear for just small performances but to be honest that I don't want to give away so much stuff that you don't feel that this shouldn't be a more urgent watch for you or pushed up your list, I do think you should. And you are in the best place and time to check out this movie. Um, Arrow have released it, like I say, in the UK on Blu-ray as of the 5th of October. So essentially last Friday this movie came out. So you can go away and check it and you should and I would recommend you this because with all these limited edition ones you're going to kick yourself if you don't own this version of it especially with all the stuff you're getting and for the price it's being sold at you know it's the same price it will be when it's released as a standard edition but you're getting their first movie and the poster and whatnot and also you're supporting Arrow supporting indie filmmakers which i think is hugely important it's the same reason day one i bought um after midnight the jeremy gardner movie it's the same reason i purchased the woman as soon as it was out these filmmakers rely on people essentially helping them finance the next project and nothing will finance a project better than you know acquisition through a good label uh, and a solid release so you have that mechanism if you are a physical media Um, collector then you should be adding this one to your collection for sure but what a day and age we live in ladies and gents where we now exist in a world where Arrow Video has their own streaming channel and it's no longer just exclusive to the UK it's just been released in America as well which is where you can check this movie out it came out on the 1st of October directly on the Arrow Video channel now you get I think it's up to a week free on this one and so you should be you should be definitely jumping to that uh, and getting that under your belt for sure and because you're gonna get some time free which is excellent let's be honest we all need that but on top of that as well and you're getting access to a ton of uh, arrows content on, you know, a streaming channel and they're bringing a ton of new titles as well as a lot of their back catalogue staged out for you for a, what I would consider a ridiculously easy fee. So yeah, uh, if you can, check out the Arrow video channel, um, get yourself a little membership to that. That sits really nicely alongside Shudder and you can check out it there as well. So if you are not big on collecting physical media, um, even your subscription to the Arrow channel is gonna help these guys make their next movie Hellbender which you heard them talk about in the previous segment. So overall the DPU Dig landed really 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 strong for me this is a movie that I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed I think you should be going out checking it out for sure and get in touch with them on social medias I think that's really important because like you heard from them they take fans comments seriously and they want to learn and they want to keep getting better i think they've already hit a home run here so i'm really interested to see where the next story takes them and what that looks like when it lands um the dp dig worked incredibly well for me i gave it four stars out of five means i really like this one highly recommending it go and check it out for sure i'm going to take my final break when i come back i'm closing out the show right after this you're listening to the podcast under the stairs And you've been listening to the podcast under the stairs ladies and gents this has been a special bonus episode 288 dropping on your Saturday to keep you going through to the end of the week um, and this was a special one because we got to interview the Adams family and then review their brand new movie The Deeper you Dig available from Arrow Video in physical format as of the 5th of October and available on their streaming service the Arrow Video channel as of 1st of October so it's out there folks don't sleep on it. A huge thanks to the Adams Family, to Toby, to John and also to Zelda for sitting down and speaking to me. Um, I mean they were travelling, they didn't have to do that, they took time out to sit down and honestly one of the nicest group of people that I've ever talked to and I am very much hoping that when Hellbender is in a position that they can come back and chat, they will come back and chat with me under the stairs. Um, it's, it's stuff like that where you hear the passion in and, and the filmmaking. It just makes me excited and it also makes me really rooting for the best success for them. I, I genuinely hope that they get absolutely everything that they want. So yeah, thanks to them and obviously a big thanks to Fetch. Fetch are brilliant. They've hooked me up with so many screeners this year and so many interview opportunities. Without them, I wouldn't have done half the interviews that I'd done, and hopefully, there'll be plenty more on the horizon. So, thanks very much to them there's a multitude of ways to check out the show Whenever you're listening to me right now hit subscribe and that way you never miss any of the content coming out from under the stairs you get access to all the new episodes as and when they drop you also get access to the 780 plus episodes of the podcast under the stairs dating right back to august 2013 we've been going a long time ladies and gents and on top of that you should subscribe to the teapots collective to get the kind of Other shows that I do, independent of this one, all on one channel. You can listen to Doing the Nasty, which is a video Nasty's review podcast. We're in season two looking at the tier three movies on that. Um, Season two of Opera Omnia is looking at the phenomenal Peter Strickland um, in our second series. His fourth movie filmography is being covered by myself and the very talented Richard Glenn Smith from Hello, This Is A Doom Show. Please check out Chronicle. We've only got one episode left in this season, dropping this month. Um, I can't believe we're covering our last British folk horror entry um, in this series and we're doing A Dark Song which is another movie if you've never seen before Ooh, it's fucking incredible. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. And where to begin with Jallos? If you're wanting to learn about Jallo, you want to find out where the best movies to round off your Jallo knowledge would lie, then check out that show. We've been running that pretty much the entire year. It finishes in December and we will give you 10 movies which I think tick off the big themes uh, within the Jallo genre and hopefully you are enjoying that as well. You can jump across to our Facebook page, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash cast The t Collective Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash cast You can visit our website, it's tputscast.com and buy merch from our merch page, tputscast.bigcartel.com. We have very limited pins left and a few posters left and then we are done with merch and I'll see what I'm going to do next year in terms of merch, some ideas floating in the back of my head and I will try and bring them together in a fashion that allows you to own a little bit something and support the podcast Under the Stairs. You can reach out and touch myself and the Baz on the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at Cast. The podcast Under the Stairs will return for you tomorrow as we take another look at the E.T. Films Italian Collection series. We're doing Brothers Till We Die... That's right, Umberto Lenzi rearing his head and giving us some more crime keepers and ludicrous wigs. That's right, you've not heard anything until you've heard that review and that is dropping tomorrow. But until then, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off.